Well, good morning. It's Mel Tempest from the Doom Owners Business Podcast. And today I'm speaking to Robert Dyer, Michael Mantel, and Bobby Capiccio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Mel. Morning, Mel. Good morning. So we've got an interesting podcast ahead of us today. Things that we're going to be discussing are overweight trainers working in clubs. Reality is, you know, club owners have trainers in their club. And I mean this without sounding terribly rude. But, you know, over the course of 12 months, they get larger and they get larger. Um, They might have had a change in their daytime job. They're not attending as many classes as they used to. They're letting their diet go. And and they're, they're still training clients, but they're getting bigger. They're getting bigger. How do I, as a club owner, and I understand and appreciate what Bobby's saying, but how do I, as a club owner, just sit this person down and get them to act on their issue because they know they're getting larger. They know that I know they're getting larger and they're, they're working in an industry that promotes healthy living. So how can, how can someone like me, and I'm not the only club owner because I have these chats all the time w- with these guys, how can we get our trainers who are overweight, who are not living a positive lifestyle to act on these issues without getting ourselves into trouble? This is such a broad question, and if you think about it, if this industry doesn't know how to talk to an overweight human being, whether that person is a physician, a a psychologist, a fitness trainer, or a gym owner, then I don't know what industry should know. Michael, I'm just going to cut you off there. You just hit the nail on the head. The industry does not know how to speak to overweight people. This is why we have a global obesity problem, not just with the participants in our clubs, but with our industry professionals as well. Well, Exactly. And so, you know, we have to start with the fact that our professionals are learning. They're certainly learning. And of all the professionals out there, I think that the those who are certified health coaches and those who have studied nutrition and have advanced certifications in working with obesity do know more about how to talk with these folks than, than probably anyone else. Certainly more than many physicians know how. The physicians have fat shaming in their office. So the, let's get back to the question. How do we talk to a trainer who's letting himself or herself go? Well, the first thing I guess that we would do is, as Robert said at the beginning of this, bring that person in. In our last in our last uh, uh, podcast, I talked about this program I call Discipline Without Punishment, developed many many years ago by folks up at Harvard Business School. Uh, me, so uh, Joe, come on in. I want to talk to you about a situation. You know, we take a lot of pride in uh, advancing and promoting health, wellness. Uh, physical fitness, mental fitness, emotional well-being, living a life of healthy lifestyle. It's and I noticed that with you that it looks as if you're sort of let, you're beginning to let yourself go. Can we talk about this? Boom, straight out. Here's what we want. Here's what you're doing. Let's talk about it. Straight. Now, if Joe pushes back, Joe, I want to talk to you about the about my concern for you but also the good business reasons for our facility here. The name of our facility is a health and wellness lifestyle facility, a fitness gym. Um, and so I'm just wondering how you see clients looking at you and how you think what you think they may be thinking. Um, and then I would actually go into some motivational interviewing, 
some holding up discrepancies. If you continue to let yourself go this way, uh, what do you see for yourself in six months from now, three months from now? And if you were to start to take yourself in hand and to, uh, you know, start to practice what you know, how do you think things would look different in three months or six months? Having said all this, uh, will it work? We don't know. It depends on the individual's motivation, their internal drive, the pride that they feel, the self-compassion that they feel, the gratitude that they can feel for them, for their lifestyle, their profession, those who want to help them. Having said all that, as important as this is, we also have uh, fitness trainers who drink to excess every weekend, who are using illicit drugs on the weekends and maybe during the week. We have, th this is not a pure, uh, you know, uh, group of human beings. These are just everyday folks. There was a show on TV here in America called Fit to Fat to Fit. I don't know if, you, if any of you have ever have seen that. The, these incredibly well-shaped, you know, really fit trainers would gain 25, 30, 50 pounds and then take it off with their client to help them understand what their client was going through. Um, and, I, and, I, and I never bought that for a minute because I don't believe that a fitness trainer who can put on weight and knows how to take it off makes them any more understanding what a average person who's been overweight, obese most of their life really is going through. And so I think that whether it is, and there's another issue, we're concerned about overweight uh, trainers. I've spoken with clients who say, I'd rather work out with her. She seems to, you know, she's not in this cut, shredded, you know, tough, marine, kick me in the rear end, ass to the grass kind of a trainer. She, she just is a, a, a normal person who's teaching me about exercise. So remember, there are, there are clients who might feel more comfortable with someone who's not perfectly cut and shredded. We have to keep that in mind, too. Absolutely. That was beautiful. So, Robert, um, you've spent decades working with thousands of trainers. Um, what have you learned in regards to, you know, um, trainers having, you know, fitness, weight issues? How did you approach them? Well, I'm going to make a few comments first that relate to this. Thin trainers are not always healthy. Um, and, and, and I want you to look, think for just a moment, too, about our health care. Nurses are some of the most, I would say, percentage-wise, a very high percentage of nurse, nurses are overweight. Yes. And it does not diminish what their skill sets are and the people they help. Just like a trainer that may be, in our eyes, our view, overweight, doesn't mean that they're not a good trainer. I'm very consistent about how I do things, so I don't have to pull a new trick out of my, out of my sleeve every time, is I'm very upfront. And if I have an issue with a trainer that I feel like is just, uh, if it's disruptive or it's not good for them, I have this way of asking people in a, in a very private environment. I'll, I'll describe what, the, what the, the situation is, which they already know. And I promise you it's not that they feel good about it either. There's something going on in their life. And I'll ask them. I'll say, look at me for a minute. How can I help you get past this? You need not only 
from your career perspective to be a better representative of your appearance. And, but you need it more than that. You need it for your own health. How can I help you? And that just opens the door to so many things. And it may not be immediately, but in a day or two, they process this. And then we have another meeting because I'm not expecting immediate results or answers. But if I hired them and they've been there for three or four years and they're, they're good trainers and they get good results and their customers like them, you know, those are things that I have to weigh out more than how many LBs extra they have stacked on the side here. So, I, I, yes, it is a it is an issue from a perception of looking at it from a customer when someone walks in the door that they're not living what they they're not practicing what they preach, and it's also different once they get to know them. And to your point, Michael, of someone training with a person that's a little more normal like they are there there's some there, there there's some comfort in that for whatever reason i mean there we all know that i think so i, I would just tell you that it Robert, is, i would tell you that i would add to that if i might that if a gym said we're not hiring anyone who's overweight or obese i promise you that that's gonna that's gonna Filter, yeah, filter through attitudinally yeah. into the gym. And overweight, obese people are not going to necessarily feel real comfortable with that. I'm not saying let's go hire all of them. You're right. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, they don't like it. And, and you know, usually, Michael, you're right. And sometimes it's just something that's happened in their life. Something's changed. They're having a tough time personally. But it's when you, when you, you reach out to someone, and you genuinely ask, how can I help you? That means I care. This, this isn't just for my benefit. This is for your benefit. This isn't just because you've gained a little too much weight to be a trainer in the club and you stand out. Yes, it does bother me. But you know what's more important, Joe, is your health. And is there anything going on that I can help with that I can, that I can do? And when you just leave an open-ended question like that and you shut up and you wait for the response, it's amazing what you get if you have the patience to wait. Don't say a word once you ask the question. If it's five minutes, they'll seem like five hours, but don't say a word till you get an answer. And I I must tell you that I I don't think that, Robert, I'm sorry for... I don't know where we have the time. I just want to throw this in and make sure this gets into this this uh, uh, edition of our podcast. As important as it is for trainers to be in good shape, their mental conditioning, to me, is far more important than whether they look like you know they're Mister uh, Bodybuilder of the Year or Miss Bodybuilder of the Year. Those people generally. I find amongst average people joining a gym, I want to get fit, get toned, get in shape, are a little bit off-putting because they're, they're, they're threatening to them. And as big of a concern as this may be, this is not nearly, not nearly as big a concern as the qualification of the trainer to begin with. Give me an overweight trainer who has a degree in exercise physiology 
who has a couple of years at least of experience under her or his belt, who knows what he's doing out there, I'll take that person over a, a most in-shape, built, ripped person who's read the book, taken the online quiz, multiple choice quiz, passed it at a 67%, and now is, quote, called a fitness professional. Guys, that is a bigger sham than whether we have overweight trainers or not. That's a far bigger problem that we have. And, we, and when they, when they and step I'll into say, those... And i agree with you, Michael. Yeah, I do too, uh, and, Michael. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. agree with you. And, and remember, they're people. They're human beings. And they're going to have, as they age and, and change, things are going to, they're going to go through the ups and downs that every person goes through, even the best of the best. And uh, so I think that it's a temporary, thing in most cases because of the field that they're in and they love uh, but I think having these conversations are extremely important and getting their peers support uh, also I think that makes a difference because we're on the same team and um, you know I call me crazy but I've made that work before <laughs> we, we should all be so open. crazy like you. <laughs> we should all be crazy like no, you. I just, it, it does work. I mean, and, and, you know, club owners want that easy, fast answer, that that quick pill. You got to put some work into it. You got to roll your sleeves up, and you got to think grease. about the yep. emotional state of that person, and you got to work at, at, at making people better. You know what? They'll never ever forget forget you for that. Ever. 30 years ago, I got people that I still stay in touch with me because I took an extra 12 minutes to talk to them about themselves during a tough time in their lives. It means everything. And that's my viewpoint on it all. So what I'll say to our listeners today, I'll pop all the details of our speakers today at the end of the podcast. I do look forward to having the gentleman on again. And As I said before, thank you very much for your participation today, and I shall speak to you all very soon. Thank Thank you you very, very much. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.